Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023, and my name is Adam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geeky Gay. This is the show where I talk about my life five days a week, and you listen, and today is no different. It is National Peach Pie Day. It's also National Waffle Day. And uh, National Maryland Day. So if you live in Maryland, you can just celebrate by being in Maryland. And then you could have a peach pie and a waffle. You know, I think peach pie and waffle would be a good crossover dessert. So somehow make like a a crust out of waffle. (laughs) Somehow like a waffle crust. And then put peaches in it and make like a, a peach peach pie waffle or a waffle peach pie. You do that. I've never made a peach pie, but I am a big fan of peach cobbler. And I've, I'm sure I've talked about this before on the show, but I like the cobbler that's a cake cobbler where you, you put the batter in, you pour batter in a baking dish and you plop the peaches on top of it in the batter rises during baking and you get this spongy cakey cobbler i don't like pie crust cobblers i'm not a fan i like the cakey cobblers although i could do a mixture i could do i could do a pie crust on the bottom and then pour batter into that and then put peaches and have like a peach cobbler pie I'm totally forgetting the waffles now. <laughs> anyway, we we have another voicemail, so we're gonna we're gonna just churn through these. We're gonna churn through the voicemails so that we get them done. So let me just pull this up. I'll turn up the volume a little bit. Adam and Scotty, you're Rossi Battler. It's nine. Hello, Scotty. PM How's it going? On I don't know what today is the. 24th maybe of August and I'm just listening to your little show probably two weeks old do not go and see the mouse trap oh my god why didn't you say this sooner <laughs> that you wanted to see a play or something in the West End the mouse trap you are not going to stay awake mittens will a hundred percent not be able to stay awake for it even if you see the matinee which you should because it increases your chances of staying awake you're not going to stay awake. It is so slow, kind of boring, so drawn out. I mean, it's a 70-year-old play, so just imagine watching a movie from 70 years ago. Well, Daniel wouldn't because it'd be black and white. Change now. Don't even see it. Go (laughs) to the last-minute cheap ticket place that would in be Leicester TKTS. Square and see something else. TKTS. You will thank me for it. Okay. Have a blessed holiday. This you is know, Scotty. Bye. I haven't. Thank you for your call, Scotty. I appreciate the tip. You know, I I liked it. Yeah. I, so we haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it at all, but I liked Mousetrap. And Mark liked it as well. It started out slow. In in fact, I would say the whole first half is slow. But I do like a mystery. I do like a whodunit. And I thought the acting was good. And, you know, it's interesting. There's a redheaded lady in this. 
not really interesting at all, but I just, she looks a lot like the redhead from Game of Thrones, the redheaded lady who was a, a wilder or whatever, I think. And she falls in love with Jon Snow, I believe. And then can't remember her name. It's not the same actress, but, but she just looks a lot like her. When she first came out, she was wearing a hat and she had the red hair down to her shoulders. And I was like, is that the same actress? It wasn't. Anyway, we enjoyed it though. The second half sped up. And when we got to the end and they revealed who the killer was, they had totally fooled us. Like we had no clue that the person that was the killer was the killer. So, I mean, we enjoyed it. It wasn't the best thing we've ever seen in the world, but I do like a play. I, I like plays and, uh, and we like musicals. We also saw Matilda, uh, which was very good. Matilda was excellent. Um, and I've never seen the movie, but I'm not a fan of movie musicals for whatever reason. Like in movie form. I like a musical on a stage with a set, you know, and the set was fantastic on Matilda. All the changes they did on the set. It was amazing. But anyway, um, but we enjoyed it. We enjoyed Mousetrap. So, you know, it is what it is. So we were talking about the vacation and I'm dragging it out as per usual, but let's talk about, so the second day um, we did a, a glacier. So I, I, I don't know if I said this, but I just want to give myself credit. I'm going to say this on all of my shows. So Daniel, if you're listening, I'm going to say it on Mix Minus as well. I ate sushi for the very first time. I am, I'm trying to expand my palate. All of these people that say I'm picky, you know, first of all, I'm very adventurous eating. We had horse on this trip. <laughs> I ate, I ate horse. Okay. Mr. Ed. I ate Mr. Ed on this trip. Uh, our food tour. Hot dog. We had a, a lamb hot dog. We had a lobster taco. We had fermented shark, which is apparently a traditional Icelandic thing. We had horse. So, I mean, you know, there's something for you. But uh, yeah, so uh, the when we got back from our Blue Lagoon, so I know, yeah, I hadn't gotten to that yet. So, so I'll, I'll I'll backtrack. Blue Lagoon. First of all, I know Auntie Scott already corrected me. I still consider this to be natural because it's water that's heated using the. I, and I believe it's like the, now I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. So I'm just going to Google because I don't want to get it wrong again. How is the water in Blue Lagoon in Iceland heated? Because I don't want to, I mean, I know the gist of it, but I don't want to get it wrong. It's a geothermal spa. It's heated naturally by geothermal activity. The water in the Blue Lagoon is heated by hot water from underground volcanic sources. Iceland is located in the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is a divergent tectonic boundary where the North American and Eurasian tectonic plates are moving away from each other. I said that yesterday. This geological activity results in a lot of geothermal energy being released in the form of hot water and steam. Iceland has a large number of geothermal hot springs and geysers due to this unique geological setting. It's fed by water from the nearby 
Svartsingi Geothermal Power Plant. The, the power plant drills into the Earth's crust to access the hot water reservoirs that lie beneath. This hot water, which can reach temperatures of around 200 Celsius or 392 Fahrenheit at its source, is used for both energy generation and to supply the Blue Lagoon. The water is then mixed with cooler water to achieve the desired temperature for bathing, which is typically around 100 to 104 Fahrenheit. So, in short, the water in the Blue Lagoon is heated by the natural geothermal heat coming from the Earth's interior, specifically from the volcanic tectonic activity in the region. So yeah, it's natural. I mean, Auntie Scott made it sound like, you know, it's some ra radioactive offshoot of the... <laughs> anyway, um, so Blue Lagoon, the water is... Mil it's like cereal. It's like a blue cereal milk color. It's, it's got a lot of silica in it, apparently, and that makes it that whitish blue color. It was like taking a bath in blue cereal milk. It was really fun. Um, we... You have to shower naked before you get in. I'm not really sure why. A lot of people would put on a swimsuit and then just go jump in the shower or not even shower before they get in a hot tub. But let's face it, a lot of us do not shower before we get into a pool or a hot tub. But they were really strict. Like, you gotta get in the, you know, whatever. So afterwards, we had sushi. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. Now, it was sushi light. I, I told Joe Batanzas, and he's like, well, that, that's like starter sushi. It was a couple of rolls. There was one with tuna and one with lobster. And they had really pungent sauces on them. And the sauces were really good. Like, really tasty. So, and, and I find that the fish that we got in Iceland seemed to be very fresh and not fish tasting. So, I had lobster. I had, I had all kinds of seafood. And it was good. Uh, the next day we did our... And one other thing I wanted to mention about that tour, we had the bread that they make. They make this rye bread. They put in these cast iron pots and they bury it in this beach that has hot springs fed water, geothermal water. And it gets so hot that it bakes the bread. It was really good. I mean, you could have baked it in an oven. I don't think the fact that you're baking it in the ground makes it better, but it was tasty. It's kind of dense. Oh, I really am stretching this out because now I'm out of time and I didn't even talk about the next day. So, yeah, you guys, maybe maybe a month from now you'll still be, be hearing about Iceland. You never know. You never know, do you? But we'll get through it. We'll get through it one of these days. All right, for more episodes, you can go to geekygay.com. You can email me, adamburns.uk at gmail.com. You can call 479-221-9393. And you can find many more LGBT and LGBTQ plus friendly podcasts at pride48.com. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Mics, mixers, action. Mark your calendars because this September 15th to 17th, Pride 48 is the place to be. Join us for our grand finale and final annual live streaming podcasting event. Experience the vibrant colors of our community with an entire weekend of LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts from our stable of current shows, some that you haven't heard in many years, and even a few brand new ones. It all kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, September 15th. 
More information can be found at our website, pride48.com. This show is part of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.